It's been a long time coming, but we are back, baby, with three awesome new indie titles. Some with some twists, some with some weirdness, and some with just some wholesome cuteness. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cover B. Guess what? There's new comics. Can you believe it? Your ears don't deceive you. (laughs) Your ears don't lie. Similar to hips. I have to admit, the episode's going to be a little truncated. Uh, It's going to be short. Marvel's not back yet. Right. And DC DC only had a few things out. Um, It's the stuff that they released on other distributors and whatnot. So it's just a handful of titles. Nothing really like exceptional. But there are three lovely new number ones from the indie side of things. It's true. Yeah. That are actually very, very good. I'm going to jump into my favorite of the three which mm. is the weirdest of the three, which I don't even, my brain does not compute. Oh, you mean your favorite was the one written by Kieran Gillen? Maybe. Really? That's so, that's so crazy and unlike you. Maybe that's why my brain is confused is because <laughs> it doesn't seem like a Kieran Gillen book. Yeah, so this is the Ludocrats um, from Image Comics written by Kieran Gillen. Um, and it's crazy. It is so weird. It is... I can't, if you asked me, hey, can you give me a synopsis of the book? I'd be like, weird rich people being weird. Yeah, it's it's effectively <laughs> uh, like an aristocracy where your place in the nobility is based off of how ludicrous you are. So it's about not being boring, about being, you know, crazy, but it's it's really edgy, really like... Like they murder people and they do crazy things and they're all just like cartoon characters, basically. The um, word pneumatic pelvis happened at one point. True. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that gives a solid summary of the book. <laughs> true. Yeah. It effectively feels like Kieran Gillen writing like a Rick and Morty style or like an Invader Zim style cartoon um, or like even like Tank Girl, like that kind of absurdity. Um, it was, it was incredible. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. It did. It gave me kind of throwback vibes to the like chowder flapjack type era because it's, it's almost even more absurd than Rick and Morty, which Mm. is kind of hard to think about, but it's absurd in a different way. It did fall kind of more into like the chowder, the flapjacks, the, uh, adventure times, like that period of like Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, um, but like adult but and like grown up hella, and, hella and naughty. Grown up, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it opens with a naked man covered in blood, so wearing a blood suit. Re- read into that as you will. <laughs> uh, art in this was done by I believe Jim Rossignol, um, or no, he was also a writer. Art was done by Jeff Stokely. Uh, real cool. I really enjoyed the art style. It it's so bright and colorful that it absolutely fits with the style. It it's one of those things where if you've ever seen um oh what's the name of the that prison comic or not comic but um cartoon <clears throat> Super Jail Super Jail where the art just so perfectly fits the ridiculousness mm-hmm. of the content. Yeah. It gave me that vibe where the the art and the visuals fit the writing so beautifully that you're like, oh yeah, this is just, this just makes sense. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed it though. It was good stuff. 
Next on the docket is Kira, Alien Jungle Girl, mm-hmm. which I'll admit, I went in with low expectations. Yep. <laughs> it's from a Scout Comics, um, written by Rich Woodall and uh, Craig Rousseau, created by Rich Woodall and Craig Rousseau, I should say. Um, it was cool. It felt like a, um, like it, you could tell it had, uh, you know, kind of ties and homaginous to your like Sheena's and your Tarzan's little pulpy. Like, yeah, the narration was very pulpy. Like it spoke about the lead in like the third person. So it was like a full on narrator and it was very like grandiose and how it narrated things like today would be the day that changes Kira's lives and you know, her multiple lives apparently um <laughs> I love that voice though idiot um <laughs> but it was, it was cool and it had a lot of heart it felt uh the story itself gave me very like Disney vibes yeah you know what I mean it's a, about a girl kind of out of place who's seeking her identity seeking her home um which is a very like kind of almost tropey at this point, but a Disney type narrative. And it just, it has a lot of heart to it. Um, it has a lot of like really likable characters so far. Like I, there's not a lot of time for the characters, um, but I almost immediately appreciate them and kind of know what their deal is, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, and the, the, it's setting up to have a lot of world building, but it's doing it slowly, which I like, um, which I always talk about in here. Um, I like when it's not like, here's the world on like the first two pages and kind of like, here's what you need to know when it's more like, there's a jungle. Why is there a jungle? Why is she in this jungle? She's obviously doesn't belong here. She knows she doesn't belong here. How did she get here? You know what I mean? Right. And it kind of like slow reveals that throughout the course of the series. Um, but it's a cool book. I loved the art in this book. I thought mm-hmm. it was beautiful. I also liked, it's a very sturdy book. Like yeah, it's a hardy paper and a thick cover. Yeah, it's a heckin' thick boy. I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I definitely got, it's funny that you mentioned Disney because, you know, it not being a Disney book and it being kind of like an indie title, I did get a lot of like Anastasia vibes. Mm-hmm. And Anastasia is often treated like a Disney movie when it's yeah, yeah. not. But it, it very much, I felt a lot of parallels to that and scenes that they introduced kind of gave me that same vibe. Um, but you're right. There's definitely that Disney vibe where, like, in Tarzan, he, you always have the, like, the helpful, friendly animal compatriot. And I feel like you kind of get that vibe from this, too. So, yeah, I definitely see what you mean. And I, I liked this book. I definitely, I think it, you know, from the cover, you can't entirely tell what you're going into. It could be just, like, a random cute book. It could also be... A naughty book. You don't know entirely. <laughs> and then you open it and you're like, actually, it's a nice, cute book. I like this. Yeah, true. I think it's cute. She's a cute character, too. There's a really good character design in this on the, like, the people that she's with are kind of like half bat, half ape. And that's a really cool design. And then her herself, she's not, like, so overly sexualized that it's like the Sheena's or, right. the, you know, uh, what is the... Shauna there's Sheena and Shauna and they're both jungle girls and they both wear like leopard bikinis and that's it um and you know she's got your Tarzan like loincloth animal print bra thing going on but it's not like so overdone that it's like 
ah, this is a cheesecake book. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels a little more tankini rather than full on look yeah. at my my lady bits. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> jungle fabletics. <laughs> it's good shit. So, but no, Lulu it's Jungle. Super I like cool it. book, and I haven't read much from Scout that has really like popped up on my radar too often. Um, so it's cool to see. It's cool to have this one come in. I agree. Last on the docket is one that I ignored the cover of because I'm an idiot. So I went in entirely not knowing what the book was about, <laughs> and then when I realized what the book was about, I was fully surprised by it. But that's also because I'm an idiot. So this is Year Zero. Um, from artists, writers, and artisans, AWA is the uh, group. There, uh, that's a new one, isn't it? It is a newer. It's a newer uh, publisher that's come out that aims to be like. There's a there's a bunch of publishers popping out on the scene because um, there's like another one called like Bad Idea Comics or something, and their whole like business thing is honestly a bad idea. But um, <laughs> we won't get into that here. Uh, but there's a lot of publishers popping up lately that are popping up as a response to kind of the over corporatization of like comics right, right now, how there's so many small publishers that are like immediately starting with like incentives and like you can buy this cover, but you can get a foil cover for 10 bucks and like all this crazy like shit. Ridiculous variant like, it, levels. And there's just tons of small publishers popping up that way. And it's because Marvel to a lesser extent, DC and the indie companies like the bigger indie companies but mainly marvel are just beating the hell out of this like exclusive covers and like limited print runs and like reprints and shit like that so uh everyone's trying to jump on that bandwagon and make as much money um as they can this one was started to be kind of a publishing company for the people who create comics so like the whole you know kind of mission statement of this is that it will be like renowned comic creators getting to create what they want to create uh without kind of the binds of like you have to fit in this deadline and you have to fit in like make room for new characters and make room for incentive covers and stuff it's just a place for creators to create um so far a lot of what's come out of there meh. yeah <laughs> like i gotta say like i don't want to rag on them but it's they had one called like hotel that just looked very ed it, the first wave that they put out was like edgelord comics they could have okay. named it it was just like edgy like look at this is a skull on fire is like the <laughs> cover and it's like look, the, the hotel you check in but you don't check out oh, and like God. shit like that and it's like it's like cool you know <laughs> dope um calm down metalheads yeah right it, it's <laughs> for real it's like about as edgy as steven seagal at a slipknot concert um and it just like didn't wow me and i oh, i only like really thumbed through some of them but this one looked really cool and i'm glad i i'm glad i picked it up um i'm not usually on zombies i'm kind of done with zombies Really kind of tired with zombies. And this is a zombie book. Um, but what I like about it is, honestly, it gave me Trees vibes. Because it's less about the zombies and more about the people. Kind of in a way that Walking Dead is. Um, but this is less like... Walking Dead is more about like the ongoing struggles of people surviving in a harsh world. 
the zombies are a backdrop. And what it really is meant to show is that the people themselves are the real villains and their kind of corruption and the dangerous, deadly things they do when pushed to the limit is what what the real problem is. Um, this one is more people's immediate reaction to the initial onset of the outbreak. So it's called Year Zero. So it starts up like right when shit starts going down and the zombie virus starts going crazy. Um, and it's told from the perspective of a handful of different people. Yeah. Um, from like a scientist in the Arctic to some like doomsday prepper guy uh, to this Muslim woman in Afghanistan uh, to young boy, a young boy in, in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's it's, you know, it's got a lot of different perspectives, which is cool, um, which is also very trees. Trees does really the same thing, except trees focuses more on how the people react after the presence has already been established. This one is going to be really, oh, and a Japanese assassin. Yes. Um, this one samurai is, lineage. Yeah, this one is going to be very, like, reactionary. So it's these people discovering that shit's going down and how they react to it initially. You know, and none of the stories are going to connect because they're all in very di vastly different areas. Right. So it's going to be cool to see all these different stories told and played out over time to see, like, where they eventually find themselves once the initial, like, push of, like, there's zombies, surprise, is, is done. You right. know what I mean? I, so on the cover, there's, like, an RV that says zombie killer. Mm. I didn't pay attention to the cover at all. I completely ignored it. Did you at it. least see the logo, how the Z is nope. red? Nope. <laughs> Didn't pay any attention to it. Any book with a Z in it, if the Z is highlighted in some way, it is. Or if the Z is not supposed to be there. You know what I mean? If it was like, say the book was called like Cars, but it was like Cars zombie book. We had a handful <laughs> of number ones this week. I grabbed them, pulled it out the thing, was half working, opened the book, read it. Mm-hmm. Paid no attention. I was like, oh, mountains on the front. Yep. That was the that was the extent that I prepared myself. So I'm going through. I got three quarters of the way through the book before I realized it was a zombie book. So this one was created by Benjamin Percy, Ramon Rosanas, and Lee Lowridge. Lowridge. Sorry if I messed up your name. Uh, it's issue one of five. So we've got five issues to kind of see how these stories play out. I love the layout of it. Like all the characters' stories are kind of told in a different hue. So like the art follows the change in narrative. Yeah. It's like the Japanese assassin. Everything's really like blue and teal. The uh, uh, woman in Afghanistan, it's very like yellow and orangish. Uh, the doomsday prepper guy is very like yellow and kind of pale. Um, and the kid in Mexico, it's very like purple and dark. Yeah. Um, and it it's cool to use that. kind. I like when artists, there was another book called, um, was it Cry Havoc? I think it was Cry Havoc. And it was about like a team of supernatural people working for the military. Um, but it was told in bits of like past, present, future. Right. Focusing around this character. And it would bounce in between the three, but you would always know which one you were on based on the color of the borders around the panels. Oh, that's cool. So like past was blue. And so it was this nice use of art to really, cause like all the past segments were very like blue focused. Right. And like various shades of blue and like tinted kind of blue, all the like present stuff was 
you know, very tainted yellow and stuff like that. And, and all the future stuff are like, I guess, super present. I don't know. Um, it was like a, past, less past and present was an, very re- like red. There's you know? another book that does a similar way that follows. I, I apologize in advance. I have the memory of a butterfly today. <laughs> um, but there's another book that we've talked about on the show where it follows three kids and they all they're they kind of get like mind melded together but because they all experience and encounter this like we assume an alien or something from uh kind of like while walking in the woods towards school and to distinguish between the three of them each of them have a different color associated to them so like one, alienated yeah i think called? that's what it is it's yeah. a new um is it boom or is it dark horse I think it's Boom. New yes, boom yes, title. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That one. So they all have the same name, but variations. There's like two guys and a girl. And each one of them has a different color associated to them. So like not only where will their individual like text boxes be colored that way when they're mm-hmm. all in the same room, but if we're just following one of them, the rest of the panels have like specifically that color associated nice. and like yeah, when yeah. they're in their head that's the color that the background looks and and stuff like that yeah. so it's easy <clears throat> to distinguish between especially because it can get confusing because i think they're all named like taylor and if you're all named taylor that's really confusing <laughs> yeah but yeah i i um i like the layout of this book i like how it's told it's just kind of a straightforward story and it's just going to be you know from the sound of it it's issue one of five um in this particular one it's pretty much like shows everyone like a few minutes before and then like right up to the moment that they know that something's wrong yeah you know what i mean and you know we saw less of some characters more of others um but it seems like you know, for five issues, it's probably only going to be like a day's worth of information, maybe. Which is really um, cool. Which will be really cool. And I, I like the human element. I like that it's not just like, like, we don't actually really even see a zombie. Yeah, you don't you don't actually see a zombie. You see like a like a moving, like reacting zombie. You don't actually like even really see in this and um no the last page does sort of show something but not really yeah it was kind of there was a surprise at the end that really like adds a wrench into this whole thing um i was going to avoid that and let people be shocked by it but um you don't know what you're seeing yeah um but yeah you you don't like nobody actually looks over and sees like no you do see a bunch of people injured by zombies but you don't actually see a zombie and I, i think that's really cool it's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean, zombies are. And again, it's what made The Walking Dead so cool is that it's a zombie story, but the zombies are the environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're, we don't know what type of zombies we're dealing with. They're yet. they're the like they're as much a threat as like a super like a like a volcano movie or like a disaster right. movie. You know, they they exist out in the world and you have to be wary of that. But it's not like. You know, they're some sort of antagonist. They're just right. like an increased danger of the world. Right. Um, and I think that's really cool. That's that's how you do zombies, in my opinion. There have been movies that are like movies that have done that well. Um, I mean, Night of the Living Dead is as good as it is because it's 
almost entirely about the people trying to survive together and deal with their own bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dawn of the Dead is very much the same way. The Romero movies work because they're about the people reacting to this new environment. Um, And I mean, plenty of people get killed by zombies, but it's, you know, the zombies aren't a character in this. They're just the environment. Um, And I think that works. I like I like, too, that we don't know what kind of zombies we're dealing with. Are they fast zombies? Are they slow zombies? Are they like rabies zombies? Are they sickness zombies? Are they like we don't know. We don't know what we're dealing with. And we don't know by the end of the book. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So three books um, worth picking up. Uh, in our opinion, this week, uh, not much coming out this week. Uh, uh, otherwise, like deceased unkillables closed up this week. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to read that yet. There's a few other things like Kill Whitey Donovan closed up this week. We talked about that on uh, on the podcast. So, um, otherwise, next week is going to be probably bigger. There's Marvel stuffs coming in. Uh, DC's releasing a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more indie stuff. So we might start getting closer to normalcy here uh but it's good to be back it's good to be talking about comics again uh and we thank you if you continue to listening while we were doing all our weird kind of bonus episodes in the drought yeah we i tend to pay attention to you know what it looks like in terms of our statistics and numbers and stuff and it was funny to me because there was definitely a slowdown when nobody had to go to work and nobody had a commute and nobody was listening to nothing But just in the past, you know, couple weeks, as people have had to start going back to work, the stay at home restrictions have been loosened. Um, things are different, but closer to some level of normal. Nice. Um, we see that you guys are coming back and, and listening and catching up on the stuff that you missed while we have been trying to keep y'all entertained. And we're glad that you're here and we hope that you fall right back into line with us and keep on listening. Yep. So. Uh, continue being safe out there continue being smart if you yes. want to listen to more Cover B you can check us out on CoverBPodcast.com you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Cover B Podcast. that's right and we will have another episode for you next week with potentially more books fingers crossed and have an awesome awesome rest of your weekend yep. and we will see you back here for another episode of Cover B, of Cover B. bye everybody <laughs> <laughs>